Winona Forever is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head on over to cageclub.me. Hi, I'm Lindsay Gibb. And I'm Rekha Tulsaram. And this is Winona Forever. Hello. Uh, So today we're talking about the movie Heathers, uh, which came out in 1989, starring Winona Ryder and Christian Slater. Um, I'm going to describe the film, and I'm going to use what was written on the back of the VHS tape that that I have, which I watched recently. But I've watched, obviously, hundreds of times. But anyway, uh, so the description is as follows. Life at Westerberg High is a rat race, where getting ahead is more important than getting along. Life here is no game. It's a full-scale war for popularity. And like the saying goes, all's fair in love and war. All's fair, that is, until students start dying. (laughs) Heathers, a comedy of bad manners and post-pubescent politics, puts an intriguing new spin on teen turmoil. I mean, I think that kind of sums it up, but dramatically. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good summary. I think if you tried to just like describe the whole thing, you'd end up to, like giving us the entire rundown of the movie. Yeah, and, and, be, and it'd maybe be too much. Yeah, it'd be frightening. Uh, and we've we saw that with Beetlejuice. So uh, <laughs> no, that was great. I loved your Beetlejuice intro. Well, today for the first time ever, we have a guest on our podcast. Huzzah! Yay! We have Hi. Soraya Roberts. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, Soraya is a cultural critic and the author of In My Humble Opinion, My So Called Life. And in nineteen or nineteen in two thousand sixteen, she wrote a nine thousand word essay for Hazlitt about Winona Ryder. So yeah, that's kind of how Soraya came on our radar. In one way, it was because we are kind of siblings in book publishing mm-hmm. because both of our books are from ECW Press's Pop Classic series. Um, your so-called life book, my national treasure, Nicholas Cage book. Um, right, yours was right before mine, right? Or right yeah, after? They're, right they're before. Right, right together. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to back. Um, and then I did the Winona article come out just before your book came out? It came out in 2016, and then the book was also 2016. I think it I was think. also 2016. Yeah. And I feel like I, the only reason I feel like the article was like maybe earlier in the year or something was because I remember that Rekka posted it on Facebook and then yeah, I was like, have. oh, Winona article. And I clicked on it and I was like, oh my God, it's by the person who's writing the My So Called Life thing. And I feel like it didn't exist yet. So yeah, I think it was like yeah, several was months like before. That's like yeah, two yeah, yeah. of my like obsessive worlds coming together as well. Winona Ryder and My So Called Life. I was obsessed or potentially still am obsessed with my so-called life i would tape you know each episode off of showcase mm-hmm. and i there's such weird little artifacts in my like fam like childhood bedroom of like i cut out like the daily description of the each episode <laughs> in the tv guide the tv guide <laughs> um and i put pasted them on this little p- piece of paper it was really strange but i also had every script downloaded and i used to read them and in fact in high school, um, I got some students to recreate an episode with my video camera. Oh my That's gosh. so awesome. Which episode? <laughs> episode six, the with the sorry, um, the substitute, the substitute, um, like the Mr. Racine, yeah. teacher Mr. One? Racine, okay. yeah. Because there was no like the socks, you know, like kissing and stuff like that, and I didn't want my 
my peers to smooch. I don't know. I wanted to make it as PG as possible because that was <laughs> that weird. was like literally why I you know. picked that episode. Like this is the, <laughs> the yeah, most nobody PG. Has to kiss. Yes, exactly. Awesome. The only way that would actually get a, go along with it. So we shot a couple scenes, but that's it. Anyway. That, it's funny that you say that because actually Heather's um, not the exact scene but you know the corn nut scene yeah. where she's going inside t- into the quickie mart or not it's not yeah. a quickie mart it's a what is it uh, i can't even remember the name i'll find it um, it's in this book anyways continue. anyway whatever uh <laughs> for french class we uh translated basically that scene into french without oh, wow. like i don't know if there's much swearing in it but um, translated yeah. into french yeah for french <laughs> it was called the snappy snack shack oh yeah Anyway, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about my so-called life while I was watching Heather's, so maybe at some point we can talk about that kind of comparison. Here's the first piece of trivia that what? I'm going to ask you. Did Winona get a, a Coke or a cherry slushy? Cherry. Correct. <laughs> when she was in the snack yeah. shop. Sorry. Yeah, yep, that's true. Yeah. That's Sorry. True. I, I, that's good. While I was watching, I was thinking of trivia questions for some reason. So, so did the, we the all watch Heather's for this? No, it's okay I should have. I should have. I've seen it about nine thousand times, but I do remember she's like chewing on a little licorice, licorice. when she says it. It's supposed to be really provocative, but so I think I remember it. But That's like right. maybe I feel like I had to watch it again because it just had been a really long time since yeah, I yeah. watched it, and I also just wasn't sure how it was going to stand up when I was going back to it because it had been so long since I'd watched it. I thought. I think also with like the new Heathers coming out and the fact that yeah. I think it was supposed to be out by now, but because of the school shootings and stuff, yeah. they were like, yeah, I got to put the kibosh on this for a little while. Um, I thought like, okay, how's old Heathers going to stand up in like today's climate? Yeah, like I do guess. you think it would be released today? Um, I don't know. Maybe it would get delayed too. Right, but exactly. I think that like Winona is not into the murders enough exactly like, that's like, what exactly. makes it work like she's yeah. enough against the murders doesn't want them to be it's happening not pro that it kind gun, of, and it's not yeah. pro suicide it's not like which actually one of the articles that i was reading today uh said that yeah michael lehman is like you know this is not it's not pro any of these things in fact yeah. it's he said it was against, very anti-suicide yeah, it's yeah. but didn't it come out after like a spate of suicides and that's there was what they the, said yeah, yeah. yeah so i feel like it was it was also controversial back then i'm sure yeah 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 yeah, nobody wanted to produce it. It was it was really hard. They were shopping it around for a while. No one wanted Winona. No. I know. <laughs> reading all of this stuff where, you know, they're saying that the producers thought that she wasn't pretty enough or whatever for it. And just like, I don't know. They keep saying, you know, oh, she's going to end up just being the like homely friend in all the movies for the rest of her life and things yeah. like that. And I was like, how is that what people thought of Winona back then? Also because... I eventually was, like, told that I looked like her so much. And I'm like, really? Is that? Like, I took it as a compliment. But, but it was the 80s. Remember what people looked like in the 80s? Well, I think like... it's also because she was trying to, she was being an actress. Like, I was just being mm. a person. Like, yeah. me being told I look like a movie star is like, wow, that's very flattering. But, like, her, she's up against, like, all the most beautiful people in the world. So she's got a different standard for what she was had to look like. But yeah, it although was she's also still pretty flawless looking. I mean, she is. She's totally great looking. Yeah, totally. She fits. I mean, she fits in. It does. It didn't seem weird that she was friends with those other Heather's who were supposed to be, I guess, the pretty people at school and whatever. She didn't seem out of place with them, even though she seemed like, I guess, more gothy yeah. than they were. But and they were just taking her out for a test drive too. 
you know, the party at Remington, I felt was like, you know, <laughs> you know, if she, if she, you know, you fucked that up, you know, it was, it, she was <laughs> in trouble. Know, yeah, she, she was did in trouble. Fuck that up, didn't <laughs> she, she did. She, she certainly threw up did. Over the carpet. She got, you know, Heather. And then she told her to lick it up. Puke. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's like, lick it up, lick it up, baby. lick it up, baby. Like, that's such a weird up. line. It's so good. <laughs> Um, I was reading about the names in the movie, uh, the different Heathers and their last names and like what they mean and stuff. Right. So the first two Heathers, like Heather number one, I'm going to try and remember what their last names. Isn't McNamara the third one? Uh, and um, um, Veronica Sawyer. Oh, Veronica Sawyer. Sorry. Um, um, I should probably have like my notes out that say what Heather, their names are when I start this part of the remember. conversation. How do we not remember their last names? Oh, you know what I was going to do? Have IMDb open. Oh, Heather Duke? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oops. Heather McNamara and Heather Chandler is the okay. main oh, Heather Chandler. So, Heather Chandler. Thank you, Chris. My mom's phoning me. Of course, that helps when I'm trying to <laughs> look at IMDb mom. <laughs> uh, okay, so Heather Chandler is Heather number one. Heather Duke is Heather number two. That's Shin and Doherty. And then Heather number three is Heather McNamara. Yeah. So, they, they were saying in this book Heathers by John Ross Bowie um, <laughs> that Heather Chandler and Heather Duke had like royal kind of names and that Heather McNamara was named after like the chief of uh, defense or something for JFK and <laughs> that it, she just wanted somebody who was like not the head person but uh, was like God, I don't know a like, lot of thought went into it yeah I didn't know that. and then know, like right? and then there's of course you Betty Finn and Veronica Sawyer. Betty exactly. And Veronica. Yeah. Veronica. And Finn was Huckleberry Finn and Sawyer Tom was Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. Yeah. 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 So weird. Pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot. And uh, Winona Ryder uh, was a big Replacements fan, so Westerberg High was, uh, was named Paul after Westerberg. Was Paul oh, Westerberg. But that wasn't, wasn't that preceding her, or did she No, was I think her that was her little uh, influence. I thought yeah. it was the, wasn't it? the writer who was came it? up with that. He I wrote it when he was 23, so I guess it could have been. Could have been. Um, could have been a combo. Apparently the original screenplay was 200 pages, yes. and that was uh, a lot darker. Oh, uh, I know. I want to see it. Winona apparently um, at the end blows up the school, yeah. and she goes to heaven, and all her friends are there, and there's at prom, and that's heaven. That would be the best ending. Yeah. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, they made them change that ending. Uh, yeah, it was the prom thing, uh, and there was a sign at prom that read, what a waste, oh, the humanity. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> um, and the, she also killed Christian Slater. First she kills Christian Slater, and then she lets the school blow up. Um, and then there was another alternate ending that was just kind of like verbally. They were like, okay, how about this as the ending? Nobody ever like wrote it down, but it was that JD dies. Veronica asks, I guess, stops the blowing up of the school and asks Martha to rent movies with her. And then Martha pulls out a gun, says, fuck you, Heather, and shoots Veronica. That's the one I remember, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Veronica, spitting up blood, says, my name's not Heather, my name's not Heather. And then Martha gets out of the wheelchair and says, I can walk. And that's the end. That part is like, That's amazing. Yeah, that's the, like, comedy (laughs) bit, I guess, the comedy routine at the end. So many weird things. What did you think of the look of the movie? Um, it's hard, maybe, if you haven't watched it. Super I don't, no, I remember. I remember it I having like that sort of hazy. Thing about it. yeah. It's got that hazy quality. And I also remember all the colors being extremely important to each character. 
Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that sort of hazy quality gave it that soap opera feel almost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know that I'm like a massive fan of the way it was shot, but yeah, it seemed to it work for the, for the story, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What did you guys think? I know that, like, I guess because they have a, had such a low budget, like, you can tell, basically, <laughs> by the way it's shot. I think that's their, that's kind of the way they kind of worked it. And they, with the haziness, it made it more of a satire and maybe easier for audiences to watch. Maybe it was, like, some sort of, like, compromise they had to make or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> well, I know Daniel Waters, who wrote it, he wanted... Stanley Kubrick to direct it yeah oh my god and really thought that he could get that too yeah. like when I think Michael Lehman came to him and was like I want to direct it he was like no no, no I'm gonna get Stanley <laughs> Kubrick he's like okay if you don't get Stanley Kubrick can I direct it and but he said that he like he being uh Michael Lehman he uh said that he was influenced by Kubrick so some of the shots are kind of I guess Kubricky whatever yeah. like okay, there was okay. a lot of like wide low shots the shot reverse shot kind of uh situation Maybe. wasn't there with talk- the, when uh jason dean pulls out the guns oh yeah i think that's a very kubrick, kubrick shot type thing. you mean yeah. in the clearing when they're with the oh no, uh, no, no when the first time he's at the table you see him oh, with yes. the guns and then, and then the two of them i don't know i think that's it's the same anything? two guys i guess because we're both talking about the, the same oh yeah yeah but then with... in the clearing that's yeah, another yeah yeah, yeah. They're always getting their guns, uh, pulling their guns. Anyway. Uh, the jocks are always getting is that killed. the jocks? The jocks, the jocks yeah. yeah. Uh, Ram and, Kurt. I can't remember. Kurt, Kurt Ram, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the low, wide shot, one of the examples is like when they're in Heather number one's bedroom and they're just like standing above her when she's in their like There's just this like low shot of like looking up at them standing there. Oh, Anyways. yes, yes. And it's, Oh, like, I recall angle. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they were about to write the note, the suicide note. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I guess like other movies of the time like um, were more just like standard kind of like straight shots of like for particularly like teen movies and yeah. things like that of the time. So I'm trying to trying think of a to, contemporary. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah. Oh, well, John Hughes, I guess, would be the kind of, yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, there's a quote that's an anti-John Hughes kind of thing (laughs) from the director. Let's see. So he said, when John Hughes started to make his films, I always thought they were clever and funny and entertaining, and I had no problem with that. I think he's a genius and great, but I also found them irritating because they presented what I thought was a whitewashed fantasy view of teenage life that the kind of anxiety and kind of issues that these characters dealt with were I mean they were real and I think everyone related to them but they were still sanitized somehow nobody took drugs nobody really took drugs in John Hughes movies they had a very colorful but very PG-13 language and that was so different from what my experience of being a teenager was I didn't buy it I wanted to show the other side of the John Hughes world not that I didn't like that world but I wanted to show a darker version of it so I guess that's not so anti-John Hughes. But I think, like, the Lucas, when we talked about Lucas, that director mm-hmm. was like, this is the anti-John Hughes yeah. movie, and then this is kind of that as well. It's like all the movies she was in were the anti-John Hughes. Uh, well, I don't, know if it's in, I don't know if it's in that book as well, but there was also, um, I think he mentioned he wanted to make uh, the Veronica Sawyer character like a cross between... Molly Ringwald and Travis Bickle yes. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. That was the writer that said that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't I don't know. 
If he managed. Yeah, exactly. The darker. <laughs> well, I think that was maybe more the like original. Original. Yeah, that's true. Because she was the... supposed to yeah, be yeah, more like complicit in the, in the murders, which right. I think, I don't know, like maybe that wouldn't have stood up. Like maybe it would have been enjoyable at the time, but I feel yeah, like that, that was wouldn't. the thing I was looking for was like, is there anybody relatable in this movie? And it was like, oh, good. I'm glad Veronica's there. I feel like Winona Ryder said yes to like the evil one. And I'm then, sure. And she, I think well, so, yeah, because yeah. she read the original script, right? And then came on and was like, I need to do this. She, yeah, she was like, she called it like, you know, the best piece of literature she's read since The Catcher in the Rye. When she yeah. read the script, she like lost her mind. She's like, this is it. This is everything. And I also feel like she hated like as a person, like because she was pretty young at the time and she hated a lot of kids she went to school with. Yeah. Mm. And like that was a huge. She really identified. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she really wanted to sort of imagine probably blowing up her school. And Maybe I think not. it was from your article on Hazlitt that I was reading t- this morning that she said, like, I'll do it for a dollar. I'll do it for whatever. Just let me do this movie. Yeah. Sure, she didn't have to do it for a dollar in the end. And her parents didn't want her to. Her agent, her agent she dropped her, her agent because mm-hmm. her agent didn't want her to. But she did it. She was very happy about it. It changed her. She, <laughs> she said it changed her. In eighty nine, she said it changed her. I think it's still her favorite role. Yeah. Like, I don't is know, it? maybe to, I don't know if it is to this day, but mm-hmm. I presume it is at least one of. Yeah, it has <laughs> yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah you were She's still trying to get, like, Heather's 2 made, you know. She still was always talking with Daniel Waters throughout the years, talking about getting, like, you know, Heather's 2 made, because there still are Heather's, and there was all these different ideas for this storyline. One, I think one... In, took place in the White House, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. I heard Was about that. Did you guys see the other movie that he did, that the writer did with her? Um, oh, Sex and Death one. Yeah. I yeah. haven't seen it it's, yet. I will watch it when it's time <laughs> for this podcast to talk about it. It's a hard one to get through. Have you seen it? Is it uh, I, don't, I don't think so. I think I tried, and I was like, oh, the premise I wasn't that interested in. Um, uh, yeah, I just... I have it actually somewhere. Um, it's it's not very good. Mm-hmm. He directs it's, it. It's right? really bizarre. I th- I think so. I yeah, think so. I think um, but yeah, it came out what in two thousand nine. I'm thinking two thousand ten. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about it. It's but it wasn't very. Yeah, it was very good. Was, was she like a? I don't know. She was like femme fatale of some kind. Yeah. 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 Is yeah. she in it a lot with a name like that? I feel like it's an anthology film, but maybe it isn't. She's not in it. Th- that. <laughs> She's, that sounds good. No, <laughs> no, not that much. It's it's mostly that guy, like that that hunky man. I, I, I can't remember his name. Can be anyone. <laughs> I can't wait until we get to that one, and we'll be like, so the hunky man is this yes, guy. the hunky yeah. man. He has um, you know, dimples in his cheeks. Oh my god, I need to look up blonde this hair. Please look him All up because right, I really want to know who this and is. I will get back um, to who this is. Oh, okay. Here's a funny fact. Um, so in high school, uh, I was on the internet a lot, and in the '90s, and I wrote reviews for a lot of Winona Ryder movies on IMDb, and I was like the first. So my my review was always on the main page. Were you were you anonymous? Uh, I took off all my reviews off the internet because they're really <laughs> awful and so embarrassing. But I had this. Re- uh, I think my username was called like Dinky too, which. Dinky Pissetti. Dinky right. I don't know why I was di- two. Anyway. Um, <laughs> she was number one. You were Winona. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so weird. Anyway, uh, well, I wrote a review for Heather's, and after the Columbine shooting, someone from Globe and Mail called me. Like, I was in high school still, and, and from New York, and was like, Do you think this movie 
influenced you know the students i was like no <laughs> not at all it doesn't condone that it was marilyn no, manson oh no i did i peek um <laughs> pointing to chris <laughs> did my levels anyway but yeah so uh they yeah they interviewed me but i it never my my interview didn't go to print because i think they were looking for something how did they find you did I, they like message you through IMDb somehow? Like, no, like oh. I just got a call at my parents' house. Like That's you know, so I don't know. I was so seventeen. So and it's also think. weird that they think that that would anyway that it would influence. I mean, even if they were going to make a comparison to like teen movies that could have influenced it or something like, they could have just talked about it without like phoning somebody who reviewed it on the internet. <laughs> yeah, what know. do you think about this? Like, right? no, I don't think so. It's uh, the guy that I think the dimple guy you're talking about is Simon Baker. Yes. I was totally gonna guess that. Yes, yes. Which That's is Oswald really weird. is in this movie in oh. Sex and Death One Hundred One. Anyways, we'll talk about that when we get to yeah. <laughs> that movie. Clearly, get a rewatch on that. <laughs> I gotta get back to Heather's on my IMDb. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Well, you were saying about the colors that, like, you know, mm. there was the color coded each yeah. other was like red, green, and yellow, and then um, Veronica's, Veronica's blue, right? Like blue and black, I mm. guess. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I obviously noticed the first Heather was red and that the, when she died, the green Heather became red. But I didn't really notice that she was green until I was reading about it. And I was like, OK, sure. Yeah, no, because I, I remember <laughs> Shanna Doherty wearing the green blazer. I think it just yeah. stuck out of my head because it was bright. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't know that. Yeah, Heather McNamara was yellow or something. But then again, which she, when you look back at it, I think I guess it yeah. was fairly yellow. And yeah, she wore yellow blazer another too. trivia question uh-huh. what fake names did she use when she called the the talk show madonna and and tweety correct they're both yellow things yes <laughs> oh good one oh, I don't yeah. know, madonna's kind of yellow i guess but yeah. blonde hair <laughs> yeah true She's yellow thing. yeah those are yellow things <laughs> um the one thing i noticed color wise was winona like was always wearing those blue tights i think like every time yeah. i showed her legs she, she was, was always the wearing blue the blue tights, tights. I just enjoyed the blue those tights. Really I wasn't good. really thinking about how blue she was. I was just like, I love those tights. I know. <laughs> I, w- I wish I could pull that off. But mm-hmm. they were like good. all black outfit and just some blue tights. Pretty good. And at one point, she was wearing like blue shoes with the blue tights, and I was like, whoa, she's really, she's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that. Well, so what about the dialogue? Because that's also a very stylized aspect. I mean, everybody has their favorite quotes. The quote. Greatest dialogue ever. What's my favorite quote? Yeah. Um. Did you hear? School's canceled today because Kurt and Ram killed themselves in a repressed homosexual suicide pact. No way! Dear diary, my teen angst bullshit has a body count. Veronica, why are you pulling my dick? Heather, why can't you just be a friend? Why are you such a mega bitch? Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? Lick it up, baby. Lick it up. Grow up, Heather. Believe me, is so 87. Fuck me gently with the chainsaw. Do I look like Mother Teresa? Oh my god. I know, it's no, I can't so many think good of any. Lines. Well, like, you can say one, Becca. Yeah, I you mean, guys just straight up, like, first. how very. Like, you know, know, it's a perfect way to, to <laughs> say something's cool. Like, my second note when how I was very. writing notes just on the movie in yeah. general, I was like, 
the, the shoulder pads in this movie are so very. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, the shoulder so pads are pads. so very. But yes, I enjoyed them saying very. Yeah, Heather Chandler's very. shoulder pads, I think, are exceptionally pointed. Yeah. <laughs> I know. know they're like football I'm, players. I'm doing, again, hand gestures and hit. The oh, writer like. was saying that I, shoulder pads had even, like, maybe gone out of style by the time they were making this movie, but they just kept kept with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just kept just going. just the look. Yeah, because they were. Where did that take place? Ohio. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, they'd be probably they be behind. Been behind the look of the <laughs> Possibly times. Possibly yeah. not to denigrate. But Ohio. maybe that also kept it like, I don't know, timeless. I guess like as much as everybody looked ridiculous, they didn't look like very specific eighties. Yeah, you know, they had an eightiesness to them, but they just were like all over. And the hair was bad, but not too bad. Like it wasn't like super crimped yeah, or super true. blown out. Yeah, or, exactly. The like, yeah. hair sprayed to the max hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Daniel Waters called the type of dialogue like a hybrid between MTV and Shakespeare. Did he? Mm-hmm. I thought he. I thought it's because his sister talked that way, or like his You're sister and her friends. He said Shakespeare influenced him because, like, he felt that Shakespeare actually, there's a quote in this book, but he was basically saying that Shakespeare, like, nobody really talked like that in Shakespeare's time either. So he was just making up a way of speaking. Let's create our own language and let's not worry about if it's the way people really talk. You know, uh, I think uh, that also did, yeah, make it timeless, like he was saying, because yeah, it's just a fake way of Nobody talking. actually says, you know, fuck me gently with a chainsaw. <laughs> but. But. It works. Everyone does now. Yeah. Um, like Mother I think Teresa I, to use the next line. <laughs> just like, really, I really like the the whole, there's like this long sort of Girl Scout cookie, that whole oh, yeah. sort of monologue. I like that one. You're you a Girl, girl yeah. Scout cookie. Yeah. You're a brown nose. You're a Girl Scout cookie. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a good, good one. That's a good part. I think Winona gets a lot of the best lines. Like yeah. she, um, in her like voiceover stuff, and when she's writing the journal, I think the writing the journal thing just worked on Dear so many diary. different levels. Yeah, my teen angst bullshit has body cam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was great. I think uh, Diet Coke heads. Oh yeah, Swatch Dogs and Diet Coke heads. That's probably one of my favorites. Yeah. That's the name of a documentary about Heather's too. Yes. which is on apparently the DVD. The which DVD. I did not I do not have, so I did not. See I have it. seen I it, but I don't remember. I have seen it, but yeah. yeah, again, I don't remember it that well, and my DVD is defective, so it doesn't play it anymore. Oh. But also, what was on it was a screenplay with the the, the original ending <gasps> and stuff. Oh, anyway, that's cool. Yeah, so, so reading that off of a DVD would be a pain. Oh God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. Like, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> arrow fun. through each yeah. page. Yeah. Read it off the DVD. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, I think also the journal thing that I liked was uh, that she was wearing the monocle when she was doing all her journaling. And I don't oh, know, true. there was something yeah. I loved about that monocle. I don't. I think I was trying to find out why that was even used, and I don't think I ever did. No, I don't. I don't There's, think I read anything I think it was for fashion. Either. It's <laughs> it was so bizarre. It was just another, like, rando, like, yeah. weird. Cool kid yeah. thing. Yeah. It worked for me. Yeah. I liked Same. the monocle. <laughs> She had it in class, too, at some point. She was, like, journaling, I guess, some yeah. more. That was the other thing about the journal, was that she, her writing was so huge. It was just, like, this huge, like, yeah, she must have had, like, three lines per page Yeah, it was, something. like, fast it was gigantic. and big, and she just kept tearing. She must have had a lot of journals, like, I think if she got, like, angrier, it got bigger. Yeah. It was probably. That yeah. happens to all of us, you know, when yeah, you're writing, and you get, like, really seriously into it, and it starts, like, taking up the entire page. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And Girl yeah. Interrupted, she does that, too. 
the, mm-hmm. the fast Generally. writing with the big fonts and stuff. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I wondered how Christian Slater's character knew that she knew how to do the other girl's handwriting. He was just like, you can do her handwriting. And she was like, yeah, I can. And then she wasn't the that. Thing. No, no, no. Because wasn't that. Uh, because she did Martha Dumptruck's letter. letter? Right. Yeah, it was established yeah. earlier. Yeah. 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 Right. That was it. Maybe I didn't realize she was writing it. Maybe I thought she was signing it or something. I don't know. No, I, yeah, Heather made right. she Veronica could do write it. Yeah. She could do anybody's writing. Yeah, right? that, was, that was her thing. All right, well, yeah. that makes sense then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here's a question. Okay. One second. You win $5 million. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the same day. The same day. Aliens land on the Earth and say they're going to blow it up in three days. Uh-huh. What... Do you do? <laughs> it's you so don't weird. actually have it's to so answer. Weird. I would I slide that, that, that wad over to my dad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Slide that wad over. Exactly. <laughs> whatever he was. I don't know. Yeah. He I was actually. Financial whatever. Yeah. In the state. Yeah. And then JD's just like, yeah, that is the dumbest question I've ever heard. <laughs> she's like, I just have like, a dumb question. But then he's like, like oh, the The bottle candy. Oh, yeah, go out and some shoot things or something. Or something. Yeah. That's a good imitation. <laughs> that is good. That was one thing I was I was like, of course he's supposed to be James Dean since his name is what Jason Dean. It's Jason Dean, yeah. But but I can't. I mean, I can never not think of Jack Nicholson when I'm watching. Yeah, Christian well, that's Slater. his most Jack Nicholson, I think. <laughs> it really is. You know, though somebody, I think it was the director, said to him, why are you doing Jack Nicholson? And he said, this is just how I talk. I don't really said, like your friends either. It's <laughs> like, that is just how he yeah, talks. Yeah, it's just how he talks. And kind but they of, said but that he was, he was really... actually being kind of Jack Nicholson from Witches of Eastwick, because that was Christian Slater's favorite Jack Nicholson role. Yeah. Interesting. He was taking from that. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm, I haven't seen Witches of Eastwick, so I don't really know how that relates to Heather's, but... <laughs> Maybe. Uh, well, he's like playing in, like, in, isn't he playing the devil in that? Oh, maybe. So I, that th- I think. Or something totally like that. Some kind of character. Well, I mean, Jack Nicholson is always kind of playing the devil. Right? So. Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, were you guys in love with Christian Slater in this movie? I can't remember. I really can't remember what I thought about this when I was younger. I was super I in know. love with him. I don't think so. I think I liked his hair. I don't really? Know. I don't think he was. His like, eyebrows super sexy. are too too long for me, or something. Oh, that's interesting. Now you make me. I watched this twice, like in preparation for this, but I didn't even notice the eyebrows. Are you trying to do a Christian Slater face? <laughs> right? I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Amazing. That doesn't translate to podcast. No, I'm just as I think about Christian Slater's face, I'm trying to like show his eyebrow. I don't know. He has right. very long, pointed eyebrows. Can't do it. Interesting. Mm. That's just me. Had you seen him much in anything before this? Um, Gleaming the Cube. Okay. Which was like, I think the apex of the crush was in that because I think oh, he was really young in that. But I was really young too, so it's okay. Right. <laughs> but, um, in this one, he was sort of like on his way to being more adult. I think he's he's at that like weird stage where he's kind of like still a kid, but becoming this sounds really creepy me talking about this now that I'm 38 but um, (laughs) but I think I've I don't know I found that like attractive or something also you know he's he's like you fall for all that crap like him reading and being in the corner and wearing that like black trench coat and it was really I don't know sophisticated he's the dark horse in the running yeah yeah exactly totally see myself 
liking him in this. So, oh, so that this is the my so-called life thing for me mm-hmm. is that I was comparing like that sort of Winona Christian Slater thing to Angela and Jordan. Yeah, kind of yeah. like Jordan being like the kind of shitty guy that all the girls still were like, no, but we want them to be together. Yeah. It's like, I it's feel true. like I would have had the same feeling when yeah. I was younger about Winona and For sure. Christian Slater. But the, uh, yeah, but the thing is that like Angela, I mean, it was sort of an inversion though, because I feel like Veronica was popular or on her way to being popular. Oh, right. And Jason Dean was the outcast. Mm-hmm. Whereas in My So Called Life, it's the opposite. Right. As popular as you can get in that school, it's kind of unclear. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I felt like he was more like in in school. He was like the top dog, and and Angela was kind of a little bit of the outsider. She wasn't like a super loser, but I think if she had stayed with Chersky, she would have been a super loser. But she was like, I've never used that expression before. Super <laughs> no, <loser. I'm> <laughs> <it out. laughs> but, but anyway, she yeah. So, but yeah, it's sort of a similar, I guess. I think probably most relationships in movies you could make that comparison. Just, you know, the girl with the kind of shitty guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pretty much. Like, we'll do it again when we get to Reality Bites. Yeah. <laughs> Couple True. of those. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely more coming. Um, but Christian Slater is is more than just a kind of shitty guy. He's like a guy that we come to be like, okay, he's a murderer. He's a murderer. He's, he's straight a up sociopath, a sociopath, you know. So is his father. Well, are know? we are we supposed to believe, like, how much do you believe that it's that sort of uh, postmodern, like, he's not really there kind of... Ooh. feeling oh you, is that your take on it uh is well we're doing it then if he's not really there like i feel like he, he's supposed to be a bit of her yeah mm. the devil on her oh. shoulder kind of no i think it's hard to know because it's so heavily particularly with his father right it's so heavily like satirical that yeah. that it feels so unreal that and I don't the fact know. that his father is a guy who blows up things for a living. Yeah, yeah, and he's just so crazy. I don't even know who that actor is, but he's really good in it. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know how you guys feel about that. I, I, The whole thing feels, like, very fantastical, the entire yeah. movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's... But I think that... No, I think... I mean, that character was there, but I think it was, like, she could have, like gone down that road mm-hmm. you know the, yeah he could have lured her you in know, cause he, he I think she, pretty much did I mean he got her to shoot somebody yeah so she, she did kill did kill somebody Ram she or Kurt or whatever just like stand by and go oh shit you killed another person yeah like, she caught on to that it was actually it wasn't fake bullets yeah but she um, kept going yeah and then she had sex with him in the car afterwards yeah maybe oh, it wasn't sex they were taking their clothes off right yeah, this yeah, is yeah. True. This is true. i think i was probably imagining you're like the cop somebody. who's like are they naked i was reading that the type of bullet he like named the bullet like bullets i lie right i lie yeah i'm a lot i'm lying bullets so deep everything had meaning in this movie yeah did so how did this compare to both other teen films that you maybe watched at the time and uh, your own high school experience. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> well, okay, for me, obviously, this was like, I watched it in grade nine, and okay. I was kind of friends with some of the popular kids, and right. I was kind of deciding, no, I don't like them very much. So oh, it was like, very it spoke to me, yeah, in so many ways, and which is probably why I, probably why I wrote like such a passionate 
you know, review of it on IMDb, which is why they called me and were like, so crazy. Are you going to, anyway, uh, but yeah, no, it was, uh, had a, you know, deep hold on me. This one, Mm -hmm. this one, one. cause yeah, the the time was just, the time was right. I was like in that high school teen phase. I was watching my so-called life that I watched Heather's at the same time, probably. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, all those things layered up and it was, it was like the perfect combination of angst for me and it worked um to my benefit i think to my benefit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it helped me like you know work get like figure out where i wanted to be in high school i guess i kind of think i didn't watch it in high school i think i must have watched it before high school i did yeah cuz i was what 9 when it came out yes yeah, i feel like i even saw it when when i was like 10 or something cuz my parents didn't have a lot of like restrictions on oh, that wow. stuff yeah yeah so I almost feel like I didn't realize when, because I was so young, that they had, you know, when they're like on that, they're playing strip croquet. I don't think I realized what was going on in that right. scene because yeah. I was quite young to watch it. Um, but yeah, in response to your question that you asked about our sort of high school experience, yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's funny. I, I don't think we had such like stark like sort of hierarchies in our school we had this like very small classes and everything and um I never felt like I I guess I did sort of feel like a little bit like the uh, definitely the outsider but not like overly like Betty Finn kind of thing I was Mm -hmm. probably more like Veronica Veronica wasn't not as pretty but (laughs) if she wasn't with all those Heathers um but yeah I sort of had the same thing as you where it was like uh kind of flirting with maybe going the popular route and then Mm -hmm. kind of pulling away from it um but yeah I was I was pretty young when I initially saw it so I think a lot of it kind of went over my head but yeah same for me I don't think I really related it to my actual high school years because I watched it earlier and then I don't remember if I ever watched it again while I was in high school so I don't really think I like positioned it against what I was going through but if I look at it and then try and remember my high school times yeah I feel like there were definitely cliques but they weren't as defined and people did talk to each other from one clique to another and like or from one like kind of group or something to another and that was like me I was kind of just a person who jumped from like group to group or whatever and that didn't feel I I don't think I ever flirted with being popular at all (laughs) but uh I was like I could talk to the popular people and they wouldn't be like, oh, why are you talking to me, you know, type thing. But um, I just told them all off, all the popular kids. Yeah. And uh, all the little kids that were being bullied in school, I went up to them and I would, you know, kind of boost them and like be like, hey, what's up? You know, <laughs> you were a hero. I, I was. I, well, because, you <laughs> know, I think it was a lot of guilt, hero. too, because when I was like young, when I was super young, I was kind of like a little bully. I, mean, I used girl. to beat up, you know, ki- boys. Um, but, you know, and I you know, apologize to all those kids. But anyway, oh, I good. just, you know, I was like trying to, that's, nice. that's, nice <laughs> that's good of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah, there was, have you seen the movie Flatliners? There's a whole side story to this. Yes, I think so. <laughs> the Julia Roberts movie. Yeah. Oh, so there's, okay. So there's the Kiefer Sutherland character. Uh, his, his like past trauma is that like he bullied some kid and the kid was coming in to attack him in his f- present life because of the, f- the flatlining situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And 
you know, he was such an awful bully and that haunted him forever and like whatever. And the kid like ended up dying or whatever. And he had all this guilt. He never got to apologize to the kid. So for me, when I saw that movie as a, when I was young, I was like, I got to apologize to all the shit, the little kids that I've bullied. I don't know. It was like some weird thing. So I went That's and found. That's so interesting that Flatliners is yeah, I know. Why did you do that? Yeah, I know. It did something good, that movie. I watched a lot yeah. of movies and I think that was the only way I learned things. Which just explains a lot. Um, <laughs> you learned all the morals of life from Heather's and Flatline. Amazing. Basically. This yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Heather's was I I like would make everyone that I was friends with watch it. I w- it was like you know, it was in a way it was like my, you know, the Welcome to the teachings of Rekka. You have to read The Catcher in <laughs> the Rye. You have to watch Heather's. Right. There were certain things well, you have awesome. to watch. That's my so so-called great. life. In fact, I brought um, you know my so-called life to school and made our teacher show it to the class. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, for our Canadian living or whatever family Canadian family class. How did you get away with that? It's an American show. <laughs> How are you like? This is what a Canadian. The teacher was is in her twenties. Like. She was like, "Yeah, this oh, yeah. is this is great. This is better than whatever I'm teaching." So she kind of went along with it. It's pretty good. I love it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that's great. <laughs> so, yeah, it had a, quite an impact on me, <laughs> Heather's. I feel like of the other 80s teen, like, movies that particularly were about high school, the or at least had, like, a connection to high school, I feel like the other one that I watched a lot was Valley Girl because of Nicolas Cage. But mm-hmm. that one, like, as much as I love it and it does have a stylized dialogue and stuff, that one's based in, like, actual 80s timeline, so it right. dates itself more, and it... I still love it, but um, they're doing a remake just for you. Oh God, that'll be so terrible! It's a musical. <laughs> I know. I think I saw about that, and I was like, "Oh Lord, oh, no. it's gonna be a whole." No, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about that. I will watch it just to see what it's like, but I don't think it could be. I think Logan Paul's good. in it as well. Who's that? Is that like a that YouTuber who? What? That, you know that you know that YouTube guy who like he filmed the suicide? <laughs> no, why no. don't? I don't know. It's like a very the kids for kids, right? Like a teen, preteen kind of figure in pop culture. Yeah, yeah. If we're too old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we must be the same age. You just said they were thirty-eight. So. Yeah. What's wrong with that? No, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Rekka, I so one thing people don't know is Rekka and I don't know each other very well. Um, how oh, old yeah. are you? <laughs> oh, I'm. Ask, uh, I'm thirty-six. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're a couple years. I was born in '81. I'm '81 or. Okay. I'm '79. Oh, I'm '80. Oh, so Ooh. it's okay. Little, okay. Okay. Oh, we're in a row. <laughs> mm-hmm. Chris is the oldest. Mm-hmm. How old are you? Uh, 39. Oh, okay. 78. 78. So we're in a we row. Yeah. I'm a 79, so 80, 81. Yeah. We got the range, the full range of yeah, all possible years you can be born. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys have any other, like, 80s teen movies that you would compare this to at all? Not 80s, but did you guys see Jawbreaker? Yes. I don't think so. Did you find that? Like, I felt like that was, like, totally, like, a... It, it was a totally a knockoff to, yeah, of, of Heather's, of Heather's not, as good little, and not as good. With Rachel McGowan? Of Rose. Rose McGowan. Sorry. I just wrote a piece McAdams. about her that apparently you didn't read. <laughs> <laughs> Get to it, Rebecca. I no. missed that one. Um, yeah, she's she's like the she's like the Heather Chandler, and then I yeah, think yeah. she and she has two other friends. 
yeah. who are both popular and they turn like the loser who's Judy Greer into like, like the, the Betty pocket. Finn character. Yeah. Into he's Judy fern. Greer. Um, yeah. 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 Oh God. You remember the name? I don't know. why. Yeah. Think. That's so crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I always thought it was like not as, as good as, um, yeah, as obviously as Heather's, yeah. which is the sort of Bible. I feel like, yeah, I think it set a precedent for teen movies and no, uh, no other teen movies really have lived up to it. I'm trying to think of other mean girls, people like, but mm. I still don't think this is good. Mm. Um, yeah, it was it was kind of like a star, and like I don't even think Daniel Waters himself has been able to sort of equal Daniel Waters. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's writer. been able to. Yeah. yeah, like I'm not even sure what else he's. He's. I mean, he's I guess he's been trying to make a Heather's too. Oh, uh, I I wrote a in grade ten. I wrote a sequel, a 15 page sequel to Heather's. Um, it what was called. In it? it was called Brad's. Because um, I went That's to school amazing. with a lot of guys named Brad. And so it was just about the Brads in my school. They're all these tall, That's a really good white idea. guys. Um, and there was like a hot a scene with a hot tub that I recall. Um, Do you still have it? Can you please find this? I I don't know where it is. It's got to right. be on some weird burnt CD somewhere. Like right. oh, on yeah, even yeah, maybe yeah. on like a floppy disk. Like I don't know. It's like super old. That will go straight mm. to the top of the blacklist. Brad's. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Brad's, apparently Brad Pitt uh, auditioned for the Christian Slater role. Oh. But didn't get it, obviously. He's Me. not edgy enough for that role. Yeah. Like, even in Seven, he plays I think the dorky the, character. what they said about him in whatever I read, probably the book. Um, they were like, yeah, he was too... Too pretty. Prettier, yeah. Mm. Something yeah. like that. Uh, so, Winona connections in this... Glenn Shaddix is back. That was exciting yes, to have yes, him back again. Totally, yeah. Because he was in Beetlejuice also. The, Glenn Shaddix. Oh, yes. Also. Yeah, he also. plays He's the yeah. In priest the, in yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's one of the like visual things that I loved was the dream funeral. where mm-hmm. she sees that funeral where they're all wearing 3D, 3D glasses. glasses. It's so, so cool. Good. Yeah. And there's, I had to watch it twice because, well, first I just watched it twice because I had it and thought I would watch it. But um, when I watched it the second time, the 3D glasses scene, they're showing like everybody who's sitting there and there's one person who's just like bandaged up and has 3D glasses on. And I'm like, what is that? And yes. it's Martha. It's Martha because she like walked oh, out into traffic right. and got hit. That's Martha. But I was like, that is just like a weird thing, like a clay person or something. Yeah. <laughs> and no, it was it was Martha. My That's husband really was like, it's Martha. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. That it's makes like, yeah, that oh makes sense. I never noticed like that. Devo esque figure in the audience, but yeah, it's so good. It's funny the things that. that you notice too as you get older, like the really like the some of the creepy stuff, like like the whole thing with when they're on the this is dark, but when they're on that date and Heather McNamara is like she's basically Being getting assaulted, date yeah. raped, yeah, yeah. Oh, in yeah, the he background, her, like blow him or whatever. I think doesn't. Just well, he's like, I think he's like on t- maybe more things. happen. Yeah. And I they forget. just like and and Jason Dean comes over and is like, hey, you want a slushy or whatever or whatever he says to her. And she's like, OK, cool. And it's like, but your friend. Yeah. She just leaves assaulted. the friend and they go on the date, you know, like with yeah. after the cow oh, tipping. Maybe I'm thinking of a different time. Oh, that time. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I was thinking of the um, previous date at the Remington the party. party. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, no, no. Not that oh, bag. Right, it's when, the the, when they're outside and cow tipping. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he comes That's together right, because he's just like rolling on top of her and yeah. stuff, and, she's and like, like ah, he's like ripping her clothes off. Her. So you're like, yeah. what is going on over there? And then she just leaves. I know. Winona just I'm leaves like her. Veronica's so bitch. Veronica just leaves her. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like if you look back at 80s movies, that kind of stuff happens, like, casually yeah. in movies, for sure. Yeah. And probably even problem. into the 90s. It's and just, like, normalized, you know, the old... Well, even the, yeah, and the They the made a joke disorder. about it, like, in it's the well. movie, they were like, you know, that's all, all these guys are good for, like, date rapes and AIDS jokes, you know? Like, yeah. Right. So... We've yeah. we've mentioned Canadian connections so far, so I'm just gonna try and keep it up in the movies that we've okay, talked about. Okay. So uh Daniel Waters went to McGill. Oh, fancy. And uh the producer, Denise Denovi, was a staff writer for Canada AM and was a city TV film critic. Oh, I did not know That's that. Awesome. That's awesome. Cool. He went to McGill? Yeah. I can't remember for what. Did he graduate? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, that's so interesting. Winona says, uh, says A in this movie. That's a Canadian connection yeah. right there. <laughs> they, they, does she like, say Jesus? Uh, I didn't notice. Uh, we, such a killer. We, I don't know if you've listened uh, maybe she to does say when Jesus. When did she say A? She goes, uh, it's sick, eh? She's like oh. talking to Christian Slater in the kitchen, and she's like, it's pretty sick, eh? And I was like, A? <laughs> what? Who wrote this? But... Daniel there you go, Waters, Daniel Waters who to McGill. <laughs> yep. Uh, so earlier on the podcast, Rekka has established that she thinks that uh, Winona says Jesus a lot in movies. So now I'm watching to see if she says Jesus and things. I'm sure she will in more things. Did she say Jesus in Heather's? She might have. I don't remember. She might have. Jesus, that's stuff will kill her. I don't know if she said it there or if I just made that up. You're just adding a line. <laughs> I think that movie was so written that I feel like there might not have been room for it. But right, but yeah. I wonder add her thing if that's yeah. Her thing. There's a Jesus in there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she says Jesus in Mermaids at some point. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. You get a lot of other movies too yeah. where she is religious. Yeah, them. exactly. Um, can't cool. think of what else. Do you guys have any other feelings about Heather's or things you want to? No, I think I say. I mean, I have so many notes that I probably do have a lot of more things that I thought, but I just don't even want to pull them out. I feel like I'll just write a note on our website after this if I if there's anything that I'm missing. Well, one piece of trivia I found, uh, Winona wanted to get a K-Sara-Sara tattoo after the filming of this. Not really. Don't think she ever did. Does she have any tattoos? She has one little tattoo on one of her forearms, and it was she got it based on... She had a dream about this tattoo for a few nights in a row, and this weird image, and then she just got it. What is it? It's like a little squiggle or something. I can't really... I don't know what it is. Oh, my God. I don't know. I feel like I should have known that. It's okay. (laughs) There's always things to learn. (laughs) She got it, and it was like... I'm thinking late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, okay. That might be why. It was a little later. Yeah. Yeah. Did we talk enough about Winona and how we feel about her? (laughs) That's always my concern at the end of the podcast is, did we talk just about the movie or did we talk about Winona? I feel like it's hard to, we're getting into territory now where she's in the movie so much. Like this is the first one where she's the star. Right. Really. Um, So it is kind of hard to talk about Heathers without talking about Winona. So yeah, I I think we talked about her. We talked about her. Well, I mean, I think the I think the only thing is is the fact that the whole makeover thing that she did before she got it, and the fact that she was supposed to present as beautiful, and she, before that, it had never really been a concern. Mm-hmm. Um, but the nice thing about it was that she was kind of having a dialogue about it. I, I think, kind of, with this character. Right. So, 
she never sort of fell into that, you know, just being like a beautiful face. I think there was always sort of a well, texture to it. Yeah, her. that article I was reading today from whatever, 89, they were interviewing her. And she said that like after the movie, she felt like she wanted to dress more feminine and like she felt more comfortable and more. she was like taking more an interest in herself. And that's what she said. Like those are her words. Uh, so like, yeah, it definitely had an impact on her for sure. Like she was like, okay, you know, she felt like more grown up. I think it helped her. Yeah, I definitely remember Like, I don't know what year it was where she went to that premiere where she met Johnny Depp, but she's wearing that beautiful white dress and it's very like body hugging and she looks like a bombshell basically and it's not kind of what you associated her with before yeah she was like a gothy yeah i feel like people were like winona Ryder is a chest like who knew because she she Mm -hmm. would wear quite didn't she have to like bind one for one movie i I think that was was in your article yeah i think that one was for um the second one uh square dance square dance yeah yeah because she was a bit she was just very voluptuous for her age. Right. Basically. Yeah, because she was supposed to be 13 or something. Yeah. And yeah. I think she was still young, but, you know, some yeah. people develop at different ages. Right. So, yeah. Interesting. Uh, my only note that I want to get in has nothing to do with Winona, <laughs> but the petition that um, uh, Christian Slater gets Shannon Doherty to pass around is on Dot Matrix paper, and I just, I liked that note. I guess it was just a normal thing for the time, but I enjoyed looking oh, at Oh, the that. one where, where you had to pull off the thing where it said yeah, they all signed. The, the yeah. signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. had to pull the sides off. Yeah, it that's was, fun. It was, it was just a fun thing. I had that, that paper. Happened. Didn't you have that? I mean, yeah, that's why, had that's why it's fun to look back on that You now must have missed like, it. Oh, no, shit, I had Dabby. that paper. <laughs> oh, just because she's a year. <laughs> a year younger than you. You missed a whole generation. I missed it. One sad thing, though, when I was looking at all the notes, and I was also just looking up who's still alive and stuff, Heather number one died. I know, I have a brain. And a brain tumor. And I know. She's the one and that's says, the irony. Did you have yeah. a brain tumor for breakfast? I know. It's the most, like... I and I think she was that's also um, Christian Slater's girlfriend, right? In real life? Yeah, in at the time, I think that's... Yeah, that's who that Christian Slater broke up with and dated Winona for two weeks with. Um, yeah. before and yeah. i feel like he put her forward for that role but walker, i could be wrong about that amy but. walker i think yeah something I think like that's, that uh, oh the i don't think it's no, amy it's but it is walker. kim kim, kim walker, walker. Yeah. Kim walker. also like, in say anything briefly <laughs> oh. yeah in the party scene i feel uh lizanne folk seemed to that was the heather mcnamara when i looked her up it felt She's like a child she model. was in say anything and she was a so child model too oh. she's also a night on earth which i guess we'll get back to eventually oh really yeah, yeah. anyway interesting yeah do we feel happy I mean, yeah. do we feel like we've discussed heathers and winona i think so let's think... now let's go get a slushy <laughs> <Great idea. laughs> well we're gonna have soraya back again if you want to come back okay <laughs> but um i just wanted to say that we're gonna put the winona we'll link to the winona article on cageclub.me oh, so you. that people can find it mm-hmm. and uh yeah on all our social media things yeah. thanks you thanks yes, for and hopefully you'll come uh, back to talk us. about maybe mermaids or something oh my god i would love to okay, that's, that's my favorite of the yeah, winona riders <laughs> i've got you written down for it so it's happening <laughs> Thanks. So, so what, what's our next movie? It is Great Balls of Fire. Another oh uh, age problematic, problematic <laughs> movie, which I haven't seen yet, but I'll be watching. Yeah, it's we talk. something next time. It's something. Oh, great. <laughs> we'll I don't want to watch it, but I will. <laughs> <laughs>
It's fine. Okay. 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 Cool. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) Winona Forever is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. Episodes produced by Chris Landry. Music by No Refunds. Hosted by Lindsay Gibb and Rekha Tulsaram. Contact Rekha and Lindsay at Winona at cageclub.me.